Chilson Motors with Gene Chilson, our sponsors of our Wax Farm Show podcast. At Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott and Chilson Chrysler Dodge, Jeep and Ram, we have an excellent selection of certified pre-owned Ram models to choose from. Purchase a certified Ram and receive our 7-year, 100,000-mile warranty and its factory-backed coverage from Ram. A certified Ram offers a great deal of confidence and peace of mind with a 7-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And we now have a great selection in stock and ready for immediate delivery. And ready to get those farm chores done. Absolutely. To see all the models, call, click, or visit Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott on the corner of Highway 27 and X or Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Business Highway 53 or visit us on the web at chilson.com. And remember, let our family take care of your family. Hey, did you know Bluff Country is located in Mondovi? And it's your locally owned hometown feed and seed supplier. Whether it's your pet or your business, they have the products and service that you need. They even offer agronomy services from seed to fertilizers and chemicals and even feed and forage sampling. Bluff Country Feed and Seed is your hometown feed and seed supplier. To learn more about Bluff Country, check out their website at bluffcountryfs.com. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Good morning. It's a Friday morning here at Wax as we get set for another busy weekend. It's still June Dairy Month, and of course, next week or next month, it won't slow down either because we got fairs, we got farm technology days. In other words, we got a lot of chores to do. It's the shake of the day, baby, on a Friday morning. Bob and Jill along with you as we uh, take a look at some of the things in the world of agriculture. You got a line wet yesterday, huh? And you, so when's the fish fry at the Welke Land and Cattle Company? Um, not really soon. <laughs> In other words, you didn't fill. You didn't fill. What are they? You didn't fill the krill. The creel. No, I didn't. And I like the catch and release because it's less work. Yeah, no, there's no question about that. But that, I, but I do take pictures, so I do have proof. Oh, that you caught one or two. Yeah. Well, that's good. But uh, kind of warm sitting out there. We on the in the boat. Yeah, I took my boat out. All right. But and I'm I you got feel... a secret fishing hole. You might as well reveal your secret fishing hole because you didn't catch anything. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, I, I think it was pretty successful because I got the boat out, the motor run, I got the boat back on, and it didn't sink. And you stopped and got a hamburger on the way home because you didn't have any fish to eat. <laughs> Actually, I got a sandwich before I went because I know how things go. Oh, good stuff. All right. So, again... Uh, Fishing season is open. Get out and get a line wet and enjoy it because it's summertime in Wisconsin. We'll tell you about the uh, June dairy breakfast coming up. We've also got a correction that we have to make. And thanks to Jill, she saw this as uh, we were putting them all together for this weekend. And here at the last minute, we had to cross one off. What's that? So the Owen Withy breakfast in the orchard is September 10th. Yeah, we thought that was going to be coming up on uh, Saturday tomorrow, but it's not. So don't go to the orchard in uh, Owen Withy because we told you it's not till September. I think Owen Withy had a breakfast earlier, didn't they? They did. They had one on the 18th. All right. So then, all right. 
They're going to have two? Nope, that's in September. So, But we'll list the rest of them for you around the area, but uh, not in Owen Withy this weekend, so we want to correct that before we go any further this morning. Weather-wise, uh, might not hurt take a little umbrella or maybe a little rain jacket along for the dairy breakfast tomorrow and uh, maybe a little jacket on Sunday because it's going to cool off a little bit, only in the low 70s for a high on Sunday. But lots of things going on in the area. And don't forget, we're only about three weeks away now from Farm Technology Days at Rail Acres in Clark County over there in the Loyal area. And don't forget, we'll have our wax booth there, and uh, Jill will be there, Crystal will be there, I'll be there, and uh, who knows who else might show up because it's always a good time. Three days. We'll be just off 5th and Central in Tent City. But one of the reasons, a uh, big reason you want to stop more than to see myself or Jill, <laughs> you want to stop and win a half a hog. Smith Brothers Meats and Colby, they're going to be there. They're going to give us two hogs. That means we've got four half hogs that you could win from Smith Brothers Meats in Colby. Four winners at our booth. So come on in. It's going to be a great time, and also, when you come to our booth, you'll notice how nice it looks, and that's not because of me. Turnpike Greenhouse in Granton will provide our beautiful landscaping for our booth, and don't forget Farm Tech Fest, too. Joe Nichols, Sawyer Brown, and Madison County will be happening on Wednesday night, July 13th. So, again, mark that week off for Farm Tech Days, July 12th, 13th, and 14th. Stop by our wax booth, Farm Tech Fest. Win some uh, good pork from Smith Brothers Meats and Colby, and they'll be, I'm sure, uh, I know they're going to be around the breakfast this breakfast this week cooking that delicious sausage. I always look, this, when I pull in, I see the Smith Brothers truck there. I say, oh, good deal. I overdo it on the sausage, <laughs> but they're good enough to, <laughs> to uh, as they always say, burn a couple. They burn a whole bunch, and I enjoy it from uh, all the gang over there, Homer and the gang at Smith Brothers Meats and Colby. Boy, it's as good as it gets from those guys. Check of our weather. We'll tell you what's going on weather-wise over the weekend. You got hay down? Get it up today. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Hey, our Sky 113 weather forecast brought to you by Marquardt Motors. And boy, this month we focus on food, and so does Marquardt Motors. Don't forget, Marquardt Motors hosts the food trucks at their Lake Halley location every Wednesday this summer from 11 until 2. So again, get out to Marquardt and Halley, and Wednesdays especially, check out the food trucks. Check them out. Support those area food trucks. Today, partly sunny, 90, another warm one. Tomorrow, we got the front moving in, looking for rain off and on. I don't think it's going to wipe anything away for the Dairy Breakfast, Country Fest, the Blue Ox Festival, and all kinds of things going on. So, again, just be prepared. It's Wisconsin. It happens that way. Sunday, partly sunny, 73. Monday, it'll be back up to about 80. And then another chance of rain on Tuesday with a high about 78. So, as we said, you got hay down now. Get her up today. You'll be happy. It's 72 right now here in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls area. Hardly sunny, 90 today. Brent Wink, he'll be here on a Friday morning. He's on the road right now, and uh, he'll be here to talk to us about what he's seeing in the crops. But that'll be a little bit later on. Right now, it's 5 o'clock. This is 104.5 FM WAXX Eau Claire. That means news. NBC News Radio. I'm Mark Mayfield. President Biden calls himself deeply disappointed by the Supreme Court's ruling in a closely watched guns case. 
I think it's a bad decision. I think it's, and I think it's not reasoned accurately, but I'm disappointed. The high court ruled people can carry handguns for self-defense. The court's conservative majority prevailed in a 6-3 ruling, striking down New York's concealed carry law. An expected ruling on abortion rights has got law enforcement on high alert across the country. Fences are already up outside the Supreme Court in advance of planned demonstrations. The Department of Homeland Security has issued warnings about the potential for violence from people on both sides of the issue. The case in question before the court is one out of Mississippi. That a leaked draft opinion shows the justices ruling to overturn Roe v. Wade. That decades-old decision led to the legalization of abortion in America. Just 25% of Americans have a great deal of confidence in the U.S. Supreme Court. Lisa Taylor has more. That's according to a new Gallup survey. It's down from 36% last year, and it's a new all-time low. The poll comes as the court is getting ready to possibly overturn Roe v. Wade, the decades-old decision which legalized abortion nationwide. Just this week, the court ruled people can carry a handgun for self-defense. Another case out of Maine saw justices say public vouchers are allowable for private and religious schools in rural areas of the U.S. I'm Lisa Taylor. And Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky is celebrating a big step in his nation's attempt to join the European Union. Yesterday, EU leaders formally accepted Ukraine as a candidate to join the bloc. Zelensky was quick to react in a brief video on Instagram saying this is a victory. He vowed not to rest until Russian forces have been repelled and Ukraine's EU membership is fully secured. No country has been admitted to the EU in nearly a decade. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Loyal Wisconsin is ready for a party in July. Farm Tech Fest is the newest addition to Clark County Farm Technology Days, Madison County. Sawyer Brown. And featuring Joe Nichols as well. Camping, food, and fun Wednesday night, July 13th, just south of Loyal. Get your tickets now at farmtechfest.com. Sponsored by Rooney Green, Partners Bank, and many more. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Five minutes after five o'clock. And again, weather today is the last good hand day for a while. Partly sunny today, 90 tomorrow. We got some rain off and on, but I'll tell you, the corn beans could use a little drink out there. So we're going to get a little rain. 79 to high. Partly sunny on Sunday and Monday. Then a chance to rain again on Tuesday with a high about 78. After today, the 90s go away for a while. 70 in Medford right now, 74 in Wausau, 68 at Marshfield, La Crosse, 72, Green Bay, 68, Madison, Sun Prairie, 71 this morning, Milwaukee, cool, 63 here in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls area, here in the valley, 72 degrees. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance. Keeping Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual Insurance is a proud sponsor of the Northern Wisconsin State Fair in Chippewa Falls. As a thank you for your support, they're giving away fair tickets. Visit RuralMutual.com slash win and enter to win tickets to the Northern Wisconsin State Fair. Rural Mutual Insurance. Keeping Wisconsin strong. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And coming up, we're going to have a final visit, uh, as Alice at least, with Julia Nunes from up in the Tilden area in Chippewa County as she 
gets ready to hand over the sash and the crown to Taylor Schaefer, but uh, we'll do that here in, in a little while. Before that, Jill, we got uh, Rural Mutual Markets uh, wrap up the week with the cash livestock. Choice-fed beef steers are 146 to 153 with mixed at 140 to 146. Choice-fed beef heifers are 145 to 150 with mixed at 138 to 144. Choice-fed Holstein steers are 126 to 142 with selects at a dollar to a dollar 25. Cows are 75 to a dollar with bulls at 69 to 115. Butcher hogs are 91 to 115. Sows are 48 to 55 with boars at 20 to 46, 47. New crop market lambs are 212 and down. There's no quote on old crop market lambs, and feeder lambs are 205 to 220. And in livestock futures yesterday, live cattle and hogs were lower, feeder cattle were higher. We've got August live cattle, 133.87 at the close, down a dollar five. October at 140 even, that's down a dollar seven. And uh, December live cattle, 145.45, down a dollar twelve. Feeder cattle for August, 174.85 at the close, up $1.70. September, 176.85, up $1.55. October, 178.62, up $1.32. November feeders at 180.07, up $1.12. And January feeders at 180.22, that's up 87. Lean hog carcass contracts down July, 108.55, down 330. August at 103.67, down 465. October at 90.25, down 370. And December hogs, 83.67, down 310. And the Board of Trade lower yesterday and overnight a sell-off in all sectors. Corn yesterday and the day trade closed 21 cents lower. Beans down 59. Wheat down well over 30 cents. This morning, July corn down another nine cents at seven thirty-seven. December corn down one at six fifty-four. Oats down seven at five ninety. July wheat down six at nine thirty. July soybeans down three at fifteen ninety. November beans down eight at fourteen oh seven. And meal up a dollar eighty at four twenty-eight fifty. Cheese unchanged again. Barrels two seventeen. Blocks at two ten a pound. Butter down one at two ninety five and a half. June class three down two twenty four twenty nine. July down nine at twenty three forty six. August and September were both a little lower. Both months closing at twenty four oh five, and October down eight at twenty three seventy seven. That's the way the markets look this morning, courtesy of Rural Mutual Insurance. We'll visit uh, one last time with Julia Nunes as Allison Dairyland coming up next. Nine and a half minutes after five seventy two. Right now we'll have partly sunny skies. A 90-degree day today. Loyal Wisconsin is ready for a party in July. Farm Tech Fest is the newest addition to Clark County Farm Technology Days, Madison County. Sawyer Brown. And featuring Joe Nichols as well. Camping, food, and fun Wednesday night, July 13th, just south of Loyal. Get your tickets now at farmtechfest.com. Sponsored by Rooney Green, Partners Bank, and many more. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. She's worn the crown and the sash of Allison Dairyland for approximately 730 days. But the end is here for Julia Nunes of uh, Tilden and Chippewa County. As Allison Dairyland, our 73rd and 74th Alice, what are your thoughts? 
It's it's been an awesome adventure, and it's hard to believe that it's coming to an end at the end of June. But June Dairy Month is really the best way to go out as Alice. I have had so much fun traveling the state and getting to talk to people, and it's a great way to go out. A lot, I'm a little bit relaxed after the craziness of the Alice in Dairyland finals, and I really get to enjoy my last month being Alice in Dairyland. Gonna miss the cream puffs at the state fair. There are many things that I will miss. I will miss chatting with people at events as Alice and traveling our state, but I can still do those things. I'll miss the cream puffs. I'll miss the behind-the-scenes things I get to do. But that's the beauty of the position is that now someone else gets to do it and highlight things in their own way. I'm sure there are a lot of young ladies out there thinking, Alice in Dairyland, what's that all about? What good would that do me? Mm-hmm. What would you tell them, especially young girls from the farm that... When I talked to FFA and 4-H, I thought, boy, they'd be wonderful Alice's. What do you tell them? I tell them it is a experience of a lifetime, and you get to expand your network exponentially. You get to do things that you would have never dreamed of doing, all in the name of agriculture. You're traveling the state, sharing the stories of our farmers and processors, and getting to meet so many of them. And they are doing what they've always done. They've done a great job caring for our land and animals, and they just need someone to tell their story. And that's what we as Alice in Dairyland get to do, is is talk about where our food comes from and how hard they work. And it's really been a dream job. You grew up on the family dairy farm in Chippewa County, but you know now, and I think you knew before, that agriculture in Wisconsin is more than just dairy. What did you learn about other aspects of agriculture, other industries? Yeah, I've, I've learned so much. You mentioned growing up on the dairy farm, and as a dairy farmer, you work every day. You, there's not an opportunity, really, to get off the farm too often. And as Alice, I've gotten to see all corners of the state, from Prairie du Chien to Green Bay, Milwaukee, up near Superior. And I've learned so much just about the diversity of what our state looks like, but also the diversity of crops we produce. I'll be honest, didn't know a whole lot about cranberries or ginseng or potatoes and I've seen and I've met the farmers who produce those things and I've really gained a uh, understanding of just what we do here in Wisconsin and I, I encourage people everyone I meet to really look at things they find in the stores because you'll be amazed at how many of them come from right here in Wisconsin. What's ahead? Taking the summer off, relaxing, some reacquainting with family. What do you got in mind the next two, three months? Yes, I look forward to taking some time off, getting my feet back under me because I've been running around like crazy. I'm planning a cross-country road trip with my sisters to see some extended family out on the West Coast in Oregon. Are you flying or driving? We're driving. How many are going? (laughs) There's all four. All four of the newest girls are going to be in the car together. I hope you get along. That's a long ride across the country. Yeah, I hope so too. Otherwise, we might not make it there. (laughs) But I look forward to doing that. We're driving out, seeing some family across across the country. I mean, I've spent the last two years driving around Wisconsin. Might as well put those skills to the test. Once I get back from my trip, I'll relax some more. But then I will be. Working, working here in the Chippewa area for a public relations company. That's, um, and I'll be working from home. So I look forward to that. You didn't get enough working for home during that first year of Alice. 
I like being home. I don't mind going out to the barn and helping my dad. And after the year, the year and a half I've had of traveling the state, I look forward to being home more often. And I don't blame you for that at all. But, Julie, on behalf of everybody, not only in agriculture in Wisconsin, but uh, everybody that likes to eat, <laughs> thank you for giving two years of your life as Alice in Dairyland. You did a wonderful job. Thank you so much. It has really been my pleasure. All right, Julia Nunes, our 73rd and 74th Alice in Dairyland, as she is turning over the crown and the sash to Taylor Schaefer, who will be our 75th Alice in Dairyland. And I'll tell you, it does my heart good. I was sitting there, Jill, listening to uh, Julia again and with a smile on her face, as she always does. The young people that uh, we've had a chance from our area that have been leaders in agriculture, just think about it. We talked to your niece, Courtney Zimmerman, National Officer for the FFA for the Central Region, Ben Steyer from Menominee, who was the outgoing Wisconsin FFA president, Julia Nunes from uh, Chippewa County, the Tilden area, our Allison Dairyland, and now Courtney Dank will take over from Mondovi as the new state FFA president, I keep saying, we've got good kids in our area. Let's promote them and get them doing these things. And I'll tell you, if you haven't been around these young people, you're missing out. These are some real leaders in agriculture. Courtney's presentation at the FFA was unbelievable. Ben's outgoing retiring address was also fantastic. And Julia's presentation as the uh, outgoing Allison Dairyland out at the finals here a few weeks ago in Madison also knocked it out of the park. We've got good kids in our area, good young people, and boy, they, they're they going to be leaders in agriculture, and I couldn't be more proud that I have a chance to, uh, you know, have some kind of relationship with them, and I know you feel the same way. I do. I think it's just amazing to see all that they accomplish and see their projects, their presentation. It's just, it's uh mouth dropping because it's they've got, so, they're so put together. They really are put together, and so again... I always say we've got so many good young people. I hope we uh, get more applying for Alice, more applying for state FFA president, national FFA officer. A lot of good kids in our area doing good things. Celebrate June Dairy Month at the 41st Annual Colby Dairy Breakfast, Sunday, June 26th at Gums Farms, east of Colby, from 7 a.m. to noon. Delicious pancakes, Smith Brothers sausage, and everything dairy for just $6. Five and under are free. A fun-filled morning with music, kids' activities, face painting, bouncy house, and meet Julia Nunes, the 73rd Alice in Dairyland. Parking available on-site or enjoy free shuttles from Colby High School. Thank you, farmers, and we hope to see you at the 41st Annual Colby Dairy Breakfast. Sponsored by the Colby FFA alumni and the Abbey Colby Crossing. Chamber of Commerce. All right, we got some farm news to get at before we uh, move along. Joe, what's going on? This is the last weekend for June Dairy Month breakfast around the area, and there's still a brunch. Tomorrow morning at the Buffalo County Breakfast will run from 7 to 11 at the Buffalo County Fairgrounds in Mondovi, and Auburndale will have their breakfast from 8 till noon on Saturday at the Auburndale Fire and Rescue Facility, but that is a drive-through only at Auburndale. Sunday breakfast will be in Greenwood at Olson Sunrise Dairy from 7 to 1. The Gums farm, farm will host the Colby Dairy Breakfast, which we just heard the ad from, from Sunday, on Sunday from 7 till noon. The Juneau County Breakfast will be at the Elroy Fairgrounds from 7 to 11, and the Monroe County Breakfast will 
will be at the Philip Walters Farm on Sunday. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What, what county? Which one? Marathon County? You said Monroe. Sorry. The Marathon. I'm going the wrong way. <laughs> the Marathon County Breakfast will be at the Philip Walters Farm on Sunday with breakfast being served from 8 till 1230. All right. And we'll get more farm news as we go along this morning. But coming up. The FFA convention had so many people doing so many good things. Roger King from Holman, who Roger retired, and now lives just down the road here by St. Raymond's Church along the highway that you see on the interstate, taught at uh, Eau Claire North to keep the program, the ag programs alive last year and then north, but uh, we're going to hear about uh, some of the good things and the recognition he received and what he's been doing in his career in agriculture next on WAX. Loyal Wisconsin is ready for a party in July. Farm Tech Fest is the newest addition to Clark County Farm Technology Days. Madison County, Sawyer Brown, and Joe Nichols. Camping, food, and fun, Wednesday night, July 13th, just south of Loyal. Get your tickets now at farmtechfest.com. That's farmtechfest.com. Sponsored by Rooney Grain, Partners Bank, plus many more. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. At last week's Wisconsin FFA convention down in Madison, lots of folks were honored. Bob Bosol here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. And it's always fun to get to the convention to renew old acquaintances, talk to people we've known for years and to congratulate a lot of people for being recognized for their involvement and promotion of FFA over the years. And, uh, Pam, there were a lot of good ones again this year. Absolutely, Bob. And uh, we got a chance to visit with them all. We'll share those conversations over the course of the next couple of weeks. But where we want to start today is with Roger King. Now, it's funny. I visited with Roger, found out that he actually retired in 2020, but he's still around. In fact, he is just now going to be relinquishing his title as president of the Wisconsin Ag Educators Association. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Of course, Roger King, longtime agriculture instructor, FFA advisor for the Holman High School. And I'll tell you what, during his time as ag instructor, FFA advisor, he saw a lot of changes, not just in the community, not just in his his uh, classroom, but also in the way that he was trying to reach not just students, but the community. Quite a tale that I uh, picked up chatting with Roger. Like I said, he retired in 2020, but still just as active today as he's ever been. Yeah, when we were at Holman, the big part of our program there was to, um, we, we at the end of our my prior to retirement was really looking at this farm to school program and connecting our, our students to have that seamless SAE opportunity, uh, raise the animals that they have in their SAE and put it in a school lunch program, raise vegetables. We built a totally hydroponic greenhouse. We uh, opened a farmer's market. So the students had opportunity all the way from producing it, selling it in the farmer's market, and um, talk about uh, a complete opportunity to see it happen uh, from um, truly the farm to the school lunch program. It was awesome. How did the community respond? Well, I think the biggest way to speak to that is um, we fundraised for the community and the community uh, put in about $100,000 for us to get a greenhouse. So 
uh, they were behind it as well, both from um, the lacrosse community and the medical foundation and those kind of things. Because we looked at it from the standpoint of good quality food. Let's look at it from nutrition. Uh, let's also look at it from the standpoint of students learning the opportunity to how to grow things, both plants and animals. So the community was really, really behind it because they found the value of how it can change how our school lunch program pro yeah. looks and how it's good nutritional food for students. Absolutely. Did you notice a change in attention during the pandemic to all your efforts, Roger? I mean, I'm sure it was much more difficult to keep everything moving, but explain how people looked at the program. Did it change their perception during the pandemic? Well, my... So I retired three months in the uh, pandemic, but stayed there during the summer, and um, and we're producing food in our school greenhouse that's growing, and, yeah. and we're now taking and giving it to the community on a pickup on the sidewalk, and you know you can get this free lunch mm -hmm. program. So we made it part of that. So it just stayed with it. So we were. The lettuce was being used in the school lunch um, program if they were making sandwiches or what have you, or fresh tomatoes or cucumbers or whatever we were doing. So mm. until that harvest got done for the summer, yeah. uh, it was kind of there. And then it, like, the, the difference with that was we also were in the midst of a remodel project, and so the greenhouse was running and then when that got shut down then remodel started too okay. so okay. classroom became bigger and shop became bigger and so really a nice program space now here you are after being retired since 2020 still the president of the wisconsin ag educators association getting ready to meet in lacrosse tell me about the tenor you're picking up from your ag educators roger well, I think our ag educators are ready to learn and continue to bring this knowledge that we're going to present at convention with the or at conference with the intention that I can always learn because when I learn, my students become better. I can have a better curriculum. It's more engaging in agriculture. We can get these students more enthused about the world of ag, thus more opportunities in apprenticeship programs and potential jobs. So we are going to take our Tuesday event and it's going to be um, more hands-on. We're going to do tours of business to see that connection that I think we as ag educators kind of miss when we're in the classroom. So mm -hmm. we're doing the, the, the business side of things or hands-on things um, at a local farm in Sparta. Uh, we're really excited about that opportunity for our educators. I've got to ask, Roger, you know, it's just like anything. We're always looking for ag instructors. That has been our mantra for well, since I started in farm broadcasting. How do we attract teachers, students, into ag education as a mainstream? My, my take on that is, and I mentioned this yesterday in my when I spoke to the conference here, is when you, you need to relook at what you like. If you like um, working with plants and animals and, and you, um, you know, speak to those kind of things in your classroom, think about being a teacher because realistically that is your passion. And, and if you're doing these things and you're at state convention here doing these things that are, man, I like teaching to other people about ag, then consider teaching. And 
when you get into it, I guarantee you our professional organization is going to support you and keep you in it. And those are things that I continue to look at. I think we have to relook at if, if we can get you, we're going to take and support you. You know, that's one thing that I love about the ag teachers is you lean on one another. Um, and it's, it's camaraderie as much as it is professional assistance. We're about a year removed from Jeff Hickens' departure. How has the group made their way through that terrible loss, Roger? Well, I think we found out who our other leaders are. We have leaders in ag education. Um, I admire Jeff's ability to kind of bring us together as leaders. And, and now we're reaching out to our, our, our new leaders, people that have stepped up and, and taken on this role. Sally Latson just doing a wonderful job but getting her feet wet and understanding the whole thing. The conversations I have with her is, yes, we're reaching out to these people that have that institutional knowledge and that can help us because it's out there. We just need to find those people to take and just not think we're going to skip a beat. We're just going to continue to walk that step. Do you still remain optimistic, Roger, that programs are going to grow? Teachers will be added on. If a program exists, more teachers will be added on. Give me your sense on uh, 2024 and beyond. Well, I look at it from this perspective and talking with just people today in conversation. Uh, this person says, I'm going to be hired half time at a school um, or starting a program. Eau Claire just re restarted a program. Oh, yeah. So realistically, we're starting to do those kind of things. And, and you have to understand this. I think ag educators are starting to look at, we are teaching students about the world of agriculture. And it's not about the world as agriculture from the standpoint of we think, oh, it's putting crops in new. Right. It's the connection to nutrition. It's the connection to good quality food. And people are in this world of saying we are removed enough that now we need that knowledge. And we are, and communities want that knowledge. Yeah. Bigger communities, we're removed. And so how do you get that? You start it through that local public school. And again, that's Roger King. Holman, longtime Holman agriculture instructor, now lives uh, here in the Eau Claire area. In fact, uh, for the last year or so, he's been teaching out at Eau Claire North agriculture classes, small animals and classes like that. And uh, as he said, new teacher coming to the Eau Claire schools. Bry Pozzoli is starting uh, to be the instructor later on this summer. I think about uh, August 17th, she'll be on duty, but uh, she's going to be here and hopefully she can build a program hopefully she will get support from the administration at uh, the schools in eau claire to make that program work so again uh, roger king and uh, like i said rogers right here in the area now great resource for uh, teachers uh, around this part of the country done a great job uh, his many many years over there down there at holman all right, we're about 29 minutes before 6 o'clock. We've got uh, 72 degrees. We'll find out uh, what's ahead. I think it's water. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We'll find out about our weather information. But first of all, we're going to get some early morning news on a Friday morning here at Wax. Morgan McCarthy joins us again. Good morning, Morgan. What's going on? Well, good morning. Here's what we're learning today. We'll start with headlines that keep us in our area. And a gavel drop in Barron County. We now know it's 15 years in prison in a murder case there. A judge yesterday sentenced 22-year-old Clayton Lordison to a decade and a half for a December 22 shooting. As police say, Lauritsen shot and killed a man who was chasing his roommate. He pleaded guilty earlier this year. Well, a sex offender was on the run from Pepin County, was apprehended in Eau Claire. This all happened yesterday. 
It unfolded in Pepin County with the sheriff's office there reporting that registered sex offender Alan Owens tampered with his GPS bracelet and had left. He was later picked up after checking into the Days Inn Motel in Truax Lane in the town of Union. In other headlines across the state, Stephen Avery has changed prisons. The state's Department of Corrections this week said Avery has been moved to a medium security facility at Fox Lake. He was in a maximum security prison in Wapan. Avery is, of course, serving that life sentence for the 2005 murder of Teresa Halbach. He's maintained his innocence in the case. His lawyer said back in April they do plan to file a new appeal soon. Of course, if you watch Netflix, that's that uh, making a murderer series. In other headlines, we turned our attention to the political stage. Never a shortage of activity there in Wisconsin, it seems. And former state Supreme Court Justice Michael Gableman testified Thursday about how he was unable to produce some records in an open courts case against Assembly Speaker Robin Voss. Here is Dane County Court, where Gableman said some emails are permanently deleted. And a Yahoo account is a, a free account, correct? Yes. So if you just stop using it, you still have access to use it. No, the account was deleted. And who deleted the account? Someone who was helping me in my office. Now, Gableman faces a contempt ruling in a separate open records case against his office, which is overseeing Voss's investigation into the Wisconsin 2020 election. When it comes to energy, Alliance Energy is keeping coal-fired plants. After all, the company yesterday said it's delaying the closure of its plants in Sheboygan and Portage online for at least the rest of the next few years. And that's to ensure a reliable supply of electricity. And I know Bob had eyes on the draft last night. Probably pretty happy to see a local Johnny Davis, now a Washington Wizard. The Wizards picked Davis up in the 10th overall pick last night in the NBA drafts. Davis from lacrosse, so not far from us. The first Badger to be taken in the first round since Frank Kaminsky and Sam Decker in that 2015 draft. And from the basketball courts to the ball fields, I'll be uh, getting a little bleacher butt, spending time in Elma today for a softball tournament. And anybody else that'll be out and about watching some of those games, we're there with you. Can't do that till you get the chores done. So we have to head back to the barn now with Bob Bosel, Jill Welke, and the Midwest Farm Show. We're live, local, and right along with you on Wax 104.5. Thanks, Mark. Going to have fun at the old ballpark today. Well, what kind of weather we're going to have at the ballpark today and the breakfast tomorrow? Chippewa Valley Bean bringing us our weather. That means Mike Dandria is going to be telling us all about it. And as we said earlier, Mike, if you got hay down, get it up today. Otherwise, it's going to get wet, huh? Right, yeah, going into uh, tomorrow, that's where things are uh, really going to start uh, picking up because we'll have those chances for showers and storms moving in later tonight. I mean, mostly through the overnight, not really going to affect any evening plans, but we may have uh, some intervals of clouds and sun throughout the day today that could give way uh, to a stray shower or storm, but really those will be few and far in between. But it is going to be fairly warm today into the upper 80s and low 90s before tomorrow. Again, that's when we'll have those chances for showers and storms. Really, the best chance seems to be uh, earlier in the morning, throughout the mid-morning and into the early afternoon. That's when it's a little bit more widespread. Then afterwards, becomes a little bit more scattered throughout the afternoon. So the good news is tomorrow's not going to be a complete and utter washout, especially towards the latter half of the afternoon. But it will be cooler with low to mid-80s on tap for our highs. Wind still out of the south becoming a little bit more uh, out of the west later in the afternoon then going into tomorrow night things will start to clear out and our lows will dip into the upper 50s indicating a bit of a cool down heading our way towards the latter half of the weekend we'll have mainly sunny conditions in store for sunday and a much cooler low 70s for our highs and this will set up a rather cool and even borderline chilly night in store for sunday night 
We'll have clear conditions hanging around. Most of us will dip into the low 50s, but some places even into the upper 40s. So maybe sweater weather uh, going into Monday morning. And we'll have sunny conditions throughout the day Monday, and that'll allow us to warm up into the upper 70s. Mainly clear conditions in store for Monday night and upper 50s for our lows. But then Tuesday and Thursday both bring us chances for showers and storms and uh, otherwise temperatures for the uh, basically the middle part of next week, mostly hanging out in the upper 70s and low 80s. Now we are still looking at a bit of cloud cover as the sun is starting to come up in a temperature of 71 degrees right now. Ah, nice morning out there. Yeah, it's not as quite quite as comfortable as yesterday because we have a little higher dew mm-hmm. point, but I I still think that uh, a lot of us can agree that today is a pretty good morning out there. Not a bad summer day, that's for sure. Thanks, Mike. Have a good weekend. You too, Bob. We'll talk to you Tuesday. You bet. Mike Dandry over there at Skywarn 13 looking at the weather on wax. Brought to you by Chippewa Valley Bean of Menominee. Chippewa Valley Bean is excited to welcome spring and all the opportunity it brings. And as you think about what you're planting in your fields, Chippewa Valley Bean wants you to consider growing a crop of kidney beans. Kidney beans are a great addition to your rotation and bring great value back to your farm. If you're looking for new opportunities for your farm, give their agronomist Ben a call at 715-556-1930. That's 715-556-1930 or visit them at cvbean.com. And we've got more farm news. We've got markets. Brent is here and Jill, what else is going on? The Russian attacks in Ukraine are starting to hit closer to home. This week, the Russians bombed two large North American-owned grain terminals in the port city of Mykolov. One of the facilities is owned by a Canadian company, Vitera, but the other is an American-owned terminal owned by Bungie Corporation. That facility has been closed since the beginning of the Russian attacks. Officials say only one person was hurt in both attacks. Speculation is that the attacks were in retaliation for a Ukrainian drone crashing into a Russian gas and oil refinery earlier, setting the facility on fire. If you grow corn and want to compete at the top growers with the top growers around the country, time is running out to enter this year's National Corn Growers National Corn Yield Contest. Entries are due by next Thursday, June 30th. Last year's champion corn grower was David Hula of Virginia, with yields of 602 bushels an acre. Yeah, I think Brent Wink's the only guy I know that can compete with that around our area, but uh, give her a try anyway. So a lot of categories. All right, Jill, thank you very much. And uh, 20 minutes before 6 o'clock. Again, we're 71 degrees right now. We'll get pretty close to 90. Some folks will see 90 today, partly sunny. What better way to celebrate all things agricultural than with a good old country music concert? Farm Tech Fest, Wednesday night, July 13th, just south of Loyal. Featuring Madison County, Sawyer Brown, and Joe Nichols. On-site camping available. Get your tickets now at farmtechfest.com. That's farmtechfest.com. A huge thank you to some of the great sponsors. Partners Bank, Rooney Grain, and many more. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's almost 17 minutes before 6 o'clock. 71 degrees out there. And it's time to hear from Jim Lindsay and Equity Altoona. 
Choice beef steers and heifers dollar twenty to a dollar forty. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers a dollar twenty to a dollar forty. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers a dollar thirty four to a dollar thirty nine. Choice Holstein steers a dollar twenty to a dollar thirty three. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers a dollar nineteen and down. Top twenty percent of the cold cows sold from eighty six to a dollar seven. We had a top of a dollar twelve and a half on a high yielding Charlotte cow. Sixty percent of the cows sold from sixty one to eighty five. The bottom twenty percent of the cows sold from sixty and down. Organic market on Tuesday, 80% of the organic cows sold from 90 to $1.12. The bottom 20% of the organic cows sold from 89 and down. Cold bulls sold from 75 to $1.05. Thin, full horn, and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the 95-pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from 70 to $210 per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from $70 per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from 100 to $260 per head. Here are prices for fancy vaccinated feeder cattle from our last sale, which is held here on June 17th. Three to six hundred pound beef steers a dollar twenty to a dollar seventy. Six to nine hundred pound beef steers a dollar fifteen to a dollar seventy six. Three to six hundred pound beef heifers a dollar fifteen to a dollar sixty four. Six to nine hundred pound to a dollar forty. Six to nine hundred pound Holstein steers eighty to a dollar twenty. Our next special feeder sale is Friday, July 8th. All feeder sales are live on Kettle USA. If you have any questions about how to register to bidder on Kettle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. More markets Friday morning on Wax. Let's get over to the Stratford Equity Barn. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us. Good morning, Jerry. How you doing? Well, Bob, and a good morning to you. We're doing great this morning. What a nice morning. You know, if it would, uh, well, it's, uh, we got 70 degrees already, so we're on our way to probably in the middle to high 80s again. But uh, hay is drying good. We're going to get her up, and it's just a lot of stuff being done. But, uh, you know, a little shot of rain would not hurt. No, I know. it. Rain, uh, I saw a little spiking of some cornfields on some lighter ground yesterday. So a little shower would be good, that is for sure. Well, wrap up the week for us from Stratford. What's been going on? I'll do that, Bob. Thank you, and a very good morning to everyone. And the summary from yesterday, Thursday, this past week here at Equity Stratford, we'll start out the cow market, conventional cow market. Cows continue to be in very good demand, very strong cow market this week. High yielding flesh here, Holstein and beef uh, cows, uh, all cows this last week were selling from 80 to a dollar. Uh, top to the dollar one yesterday, uh, 102 and a half earlier in the week for the extreme top for the week. Most of the cows this week are selling from 60 to 79, and there's a few of these thinner, light carcass cows below the $60 money. On the bull trade, uh, also a strong market on bulls. Better quality bulls are selling from a dollar to a dollar twenty, topping at one twenty-two. Lighter bulls, ninety-five and below. Fed cattle also fully steady. Good demand on the fed cattle. Choice grading Holstein steers are selling from a dollar fourteen to a dollar twenty-five. High yielding choice strictly prime Holsteins from one twenty-six up to one thirty-eight. Select grading cattle, under finished cattle, one ten and below. Calf market uh, mostly steady all week. Good demand on the bull calves, but again in this uh, uh, really hot weather, pretty limited demand on these younger lightweight calves. But the good quality ninety-two hundred thirty-pound bull calves, a dollar to two dollars. Extreme top at two thirty-five. This week, heifer calves forty to eighty. Uh, we did chop at one thirty on the heifer calves. That was on Monday's auction. And beef calves this week, good demand, one seventy-five to three twenty-five. Fancy beef calves this week from three thirty up to a top of three eighty. And uh, we'll take 
take a look at our sales schedule next week, full marketing week on tap, of course, next week, uh, beginning, of course, with the Monday auction. Our next day auction will be next Tuesday. We've got a nice selection of already in the consignment list for that sale next week, including small squares, if you folks are looking at that. And uh, our next feeder cattle sale will be next Wednesday. So, again, we do have a lot of information on our website. We do have a very, very uh, fancy registered hosting organic herd coming in July, July 12th. So uh, that's a few weeks out yet, but you folks can take a look at that on our website. Uh, just click on the Equity Co-op Stratford page, and you'll have all that information. So, Bob, that's what we have for the folks here this morning. You and Jill have a nice weekend. Again, a very busy weekend. Yeah, you're, uh, so uh, aren't you announcing a tractor pull this weekend? Yeah, that'll be tomorrow at Hamburg, and okay. of course, there's a got to squeeze in a couple dairy breakfasts this week, too, maybe, and uh, just a lot of stuff going on, but it's summer, and uh, of course, you know, there's some people out there that uh, uh, Saturday, uh, Christmas is only six months away for us early shoppers, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're on top of everything, that's for sure. Hey, thanks, Jerry. Jerry Fitzgerald over there at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn on this Friday morning at WAC. Loyal Wisconsin is ready for a party in July. Farm Tech Fest is the newest addition to Clark County Farm Technology Days. Madison County, Sawyer Brown, and Joe Nichols. Camping, food, and fun, Wednesday night, July 13th, just south of Loyal. Get your tickets now at farmtechfest.com. That's farmtechfest.com. Sponsored by Rooney Grain, Partners Bank, plus many more. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And taking a look at the rest of our markets. Board of Trade was down yesterday, a sell-off. Corn day trade down 21. Beans down 59. Wheat down over 30 cents. And overnight, down again. July corn down 9 at 737. December down a penny at 654. Oats down 7 at 590. July wheat down 6 at 930. July soybeans down 3 overnight, 1590. November down 8 at 1407. Soybean meal up $1.80 at $428.50. Country elevator prices. Wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls and Connorsville location. Corn's at 666 with soybeans at 1542. Doomer's Grain of Holman, corn's at 720 with soybeans at 1559. Buck Country Arcadia, corn is at 710 with soybeans at 1559. On the DTM screen, Golden Plump, corn today is 713. Baldwin, 674 on the corn, 1532 on the beans. Durant is 674 and 1522 on the soybeans. Mondovi corn is also at 674, beans 1527. Elmwood corn, 679, beans 1532 at Fall Creek, 659 and 1517. Osseo corn, 684, beans 1532 at Elk Mound, 683 on the corn, 1537 on the beans at Sparta. Corn 678, beans 1541, and Ellsworth 659 and 1507. The ethanol plants, corn, Boyceville 711 today, Stanley 680, New Richmond 675, cheese unchanged, barrels 217, blocks 210, butter down 1, 295 and a half. Class 3 prices a little lower, single digits lower. June 2429, July 2346, August and September both at 2405, and October down 8. At twenty three seventy seven. Once again, we're looking at uh, about seventy one degrees out there. Get a high about oh eighty nine ninety today. Partly sunny. Brent Wink joins us on our program this morning. Our covering the crops program brought to you by Winfield United, a division, the Ag Division of Land O'Lakes. and you're going to be a 
announcer, too, coming up at a big event, the Glenwood City FFA Alumni Truck and Tractor Pull. When's that? Part of the St. Croix County Fair, so the truck and tractor pull is Friday, July 22nd at 7 p.m., so You're busy. You're going to be slinging burgers earlier, too, aren't you? That's right. The KC food stand, I work that on Thursday, so you can come get a hamburger and fries there and then come to the tractor pull Friday night. So the fair season is getting underway. That that one's a month away, but looking forward to it. Yeah, it should be. Looking forward to a little rain, too, aren't you? Yeah. As my wife said yesterday, our lawn was getting blonde. You know, it's starting to... and And some of the... Crops are are right on that verge, but hopefully, come through with weather and rain over the weekend. But yeah, should be uh, should be needed to get it knee high by the fourth. With I don't think should be too much of a problem. But what else are you seeing out there? Yeah, absolutely. This week was kind of a hectic week. We uh, had started fielding some calls. I was actually in Kansas City for our national sales meeting for our company, and started getting calls uh, early in the week on alfalfa we- uh, weevil. And just some of the damage and things going on there. It, typically, it's not something we see as an issue. Um, this year, I think the hatch was a little bit later because we were a little slow to warm up. And typically, we're not going to see feeding this late. But in some areas in St. Croix County and Pierce County, uh, there was some treatments going on. Just the life cycle of alfalfa weevil it's kind of phasing out so if you are seeing some of the feeding on tops of the plants you still want to maybe check and see sometimes just uh bumping up your cutting interval taking that alfalfa off a little sooner and then uh just checking the regrowth and most times you might not have to have any applications of any insecticides but depending on where you are on your cutting intervals just something to scout and look at so that that we haven't seen it uh, quite this bad in some areas for, for some time, but uh, if you are seeing some feeding on the tops of your alfalfa plants, uh, that's most likely what has occurred, and they might already have been cycled out. Uh, another thing on soybean spraying, so we're kind of well underway on soybean spraying, and just some of the things, the corn that's in those soybean fields, volunteer corn, uh, is really growing very, very fast. So some of the issues we've seen in years past, and I don't want to see it repeat this year, is just our ability to kill volunteer corn out there. As that gets bigger, a lot of our glyphosate applications or things like that don't require a crop oil concentrate. But when you're starting to get volunteer corn with some size to it, that's certainly uh, something you want to look at. We've got a product called Strike Lock or some way to get a little bit of oil into that mix so you have a lot better uh, kill on that volunteer corn that's growing out in those soybean fields. Uh, Just starting to see some of that really get some size to it. And last, uh, in the corn crop, again, we're well underway for uh, nitrogen top dress, especially those that are using dry nitrogen, urea, broadcasting that out. Again, we hope for the rain to kind of incorporate that. Still use your nitrogen stabilizers because you never know when that rain that uh, was supposed to be a sure thing misses us. But certainly uh, today is a great day with the rain in the forecast tomorrow to get some of that out. And then again, the first part of next week, it looks like we're going to have rain by midweek. So just a lot of that going on in that crop is just growing so fast that uh, it's going to be tough to get through in some of the areas. But in my travels to Kansas City, Bob, Amazing uh, Menominee, Eau Claire area, 
had some of the best looking crops really? of, of all the areas of southern and minnesota you're going iowa yeah southern minnesota looked pretty decent northern iowa didn't look too bad but uh, you got from des moines south and then into missouri kansas um, our crops were as good as anything that we saw. And kind of the this common theme, everyone's a little behind this spring. So mm-hmm. I was really shocked that nothing in Iowa looked better than, than stuff I've seen, uh, some of the early planted stuff around Menominee and Eau Claire. So it was kind of nice to see. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. When we were kids, we didn't worry about all that stuff. My uncle just handed us a hole and said, get out in the bean field and kind of <laughs> pull out all that volunteer corn. All that corn. volunteer we corn. We spray it. We hold it yeah, out. Well, we all. must be a lot lazier today. We just, uh, <laughs> I just, think so. just go take care of it or the I'll easier way. Unless you, you want to farm yourself out and people can save that money, oh, Bob to, can oh, go out and take care of your volunteer corn. Brutal. One field at a time. Oh, yeah. We got a lot of corn out. but uh, If Jill wouldn't fish as much, she could join you, (laughs) and you guys could really double your efforts. We can get her done. All right. All right. Have a good weekend. You too as well. All right. Brent Wink with us on our Covering the Crops program brought to you by Winfield United, the Ag Division of Land O'Lakes. And again, we're looking at uh, 71 degrees right now. It'll be about 90 today, partly sunny and some rain tomorrow. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi. And the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadar. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.